Hello, welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. If you're a new listener, we appreciate you choosing us to listen to, and we also appreciate our longtime listeners. Scott and I are a married couple obsessed about movies. Scott is more analytical, while I'm a little bit more open-minded. We are unscripted and unfiltered, which means things will get a little wild and crazy. Yes, indeed. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know we can do that. We have. So make sure your seatbelt's on, because you're going to need it. Yes, if you're driving, specifically for sure. So this is a little bit of a special one today. I got an email from a guy named Andrew, said he liked the show, and asked us to do Death to Smoochie. Yeah, so this is a shout out to Andrew. Thank you. It's a wonderful suggestion. Yeah, we've said it so many times before that if, you know, you shout us out or if you have a recommendation for a movie that we should watch, we'll do it. And we'll gush all over you because we love it. Yes. And we did. We've already done that, right? I think we did My Neighbor Totoro. I think that was a recommendation. It was. And I realized once I said that it didn't sound very appropriate. And I apologize for that. (laughs) It's fine. So thank you, Andrew. Uh, In the email, I will say real quick, he said he did get uh, turned on to our show from Film vs. Film, our appearances on there. Yeah, so shout out to Film vs. Film, too. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back again. Scratch that. You should totally listen to Film vs. Film. Martin is is great. He has some wonderful guests on. It's just a huge variety of everything. Yeah, has so many people. So, you know, when we started it, this podcast, we were like, oh... How crazy to be invited on. And then we were like, well, we don't know if this will get exposure or anything, but it was very fun. And then it's nice to know that some people were introduced to us from that podcast. Yeah. And we're a creature of habit. So we just keep going back. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, that that shows me that we must be doing something right because he keeps asking us back. Right. I'm like, OK, this is cool. I'll just say, yep, stay tuned for that. It'll be like in March. Yeah. But Andrew was like, please talk about Death to Smoochie. It's really funny. And we actually even mentioned this movie when we did Throw Mama from the Train because this is also directed by Danny DeVito. Mm. And I'm assuming that you had never seen this before. You know, it seems familiar. Mm. I may have seen it, but I didn't remember it, which yeah. shock, I know. I It was so funny because I remember being... In high school, but this movie came out in 2002, so I was a freshman, and I was like, wow, I I thought I was like older in high school and stuff, but my friend and I loved this movie. We had watched it, and we would quote it all the time. I think I even said on Throw Mama from the Train that it probably doesn't hold up anymore. It, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie, and who doesn't love Robin Williams? I mean... Yeah. Like I said on, on the... When we announced this and in that throw mama from the train episode like he's unhinged in this movie mm-hmm. like unleashed yeah i did read a review about this movie that said they think it came out maybe too early because the whole thing's about obsessions with celebrities and mm. there's not really much in there i guess if you think about it but do you think this movie would have done better had it been maybe released today when we're like so celebrity and social media obsessed I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I could just imagine like Rainbow Randolph on TikTok or something like that or Instagram. He would be canceled so hard. I mean, he gets canceled in this movie, but like, I don't think he could come back like he does at the end of this. I don't know. It's it's not um, dark enough. 
I feel. This movie's not dark enough? Yeah, I know it's dark. <laughs> I know, believe me, I know it's dark, but it's not like, I don't know, I feel like things are getting darker and darker and a little bit more edgier in movies and they're pushing the envelope a little bit, yeah. doing, you know, some psycho crazy shit. Um, so I just don't know that this meets it. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. What would you think would be darker? Like what? Rainbow Randolph kills somebody on accident or something? Well, like him being some kind of murderer. Yeah. Maybe like behind the scenes, not accidentally, like actually be a murderer. Yeah. But they, I think, you know, we'll get to it. But like Robin Williams, they wanted him to be redeemed at the end a little bit. Because while Robin Williams is crazy, he does also like cry so much. Whenever he gets pushed back, at the beginning at least, he starts bawling his eyes out every time. Yeah, he's definitely got some um, uh, a range of emotions. Mm-hmm. So this movie does take place in New York. I really think they had like a permit to film in Times Square. They must have filmed there for so long because like, if you think about it, most of the shots in New York take place in Times Square when they're in and around it. And and everybody in that shot, I'm surely they have to go up and be like, hey, you're going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Can you sign off on this? We're not going to pay you. Okay, bye. Yeah, we talked about it a little when we a little bit when we watched it, but it's like, wow, they had to like probably section that off for the time being. And mm-hmm. this kidnap building is like right off of Times Square because there's people that leave the building every now and again. And while we were there, maybe so, but I don't know of a big like office building television studio that's in Times Square like that. I don't know. That, it, no. Because when they exit, like, Catherine Keener's character, she leaves the building at one point, and I think you can see, like, that section where the New Year's Eve ball is. Hmm. Like, that big kind of area in the back. So, there's a movie with Keanu Reeves called The Devil's Advocate, and there's a section in there where he, like, walks out and there's nobody in Times Square. Hmm. And I think I read that they had to, like, shut that down super early in the morning. Wow. Yeah. So, filming in New York must be awful. Yeah, or and if you're trying to get around in New York, like what if you're going to work? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, those fuckers are filming again. I can't get to work on time. Yeah, and I don't mean like as a bad way of like filming in New York. I just mean like it would seem so like a logistical nightmare mm-hmm. to get around, shutting everything down. People are going to be pissed off at you for sure. Absolutely. I wouldn't like it if I lived there. Yeah, so it makes sense that this Reacher... Reacher season two, I think, takes place majority of it in New York, apparently, mm-hmm. before they move around a bit. But I read that they filmed in Canada. I was like, okay, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Where Andrew is, he's from Canada. Yes. Yeah. The reason for this show. Ah. So this takes place in a world where this Sesame Street-esque company like Kidnet is like a gigantic conglomerate on kids' TV shows. Yeah. And when we start the movie, Robin Williams is like the number one guy at the time named Rainbow Randolph. And he gets in a little hot water. Yeah. He, he's got his little show. And it seems like everybody that does this spot, because we see or hear from a few different people, but they have like their own little jingle. Rainbow Randolph's is, uh, friends come in all sizes. Mm. But he gets busted because he's in a bar and these parents... The main thing Rainbow Randolph does is he picks kids out of the audience to dance with him in his show. So he's in this bar and the parents are like, 
can you make sure our kids dance on stage? Man. And they bring him a bunch of money, and he, he has a very funny line where he's like, you want your booger reader on my show? He's like, don't tell me how to do my fucking job. Man. But, uh, yeah, he gets in a little trouble because this is the FBI. They they give him a sting. Yeah, they pull out their guns and they're like, this is the FBI, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's so funny because as it – well, he – he is so funny in his because he's cursing like a storm because when they're taking him out, he's like, I ran my fucking ran <laughs> I guess that is kind of like a celebrity. Yeah. You know, just thinking that they can do something. Not all of them, of course, mm-hmm. but some of them think they can just do whatever they want and get away with it, which yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's true. Yeah. It almost reminds me this movie of like um, faith based TV shows. You know, like, oh, send money, call in, and mm. like those. Because you just imagine somebody getting busted. And I feel like people, you know, there's been examples of, like, pastors and priests on those super TV shows getting busted. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. Just thinking out loud. Yeah. Uh, there's a very funny moment here where the people that work in the bar are watching the news. Mm. And they were like, Rainbow Randolph was busted at Art's Bar last night. And they're like, eh, they said the name. They're like cheering. Oh, at first I thought they were cheering because they arrested Rainbow Randolph. Like, finally. But I guess it was just because they said the name of the bar. Yeah, they were there. (laughs) They're like, woo, I'm from there. It's like, (laughs) so we're from Missouri. So anytime we see in a movie, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy, he went to Missouri. Like, woo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I worked at the theater, the second Bourne movie came out, and there's a scene at the end where Bourne learns that, and she's like, you were from Nixa, Missouri, and people in the audience, like, we midnight previewed it. Everyone was like, yeah, Nixa, Missouri! Man, small town. And I remember some people being like, do you think they change it for every uh, city that they're in? And we're like, no. No. (laughs) It's not a concert. Yeah, it's like, hello, Springfield! It'd just be funny, though, if they did, because it'd be like, you're from Nixa, Missouri. <laughs> you're from Spokane, Washington. Oh, <laughs> that's precious that she thought that. Yeah. So I'm sure people in New York are over it, too, when they're like, oh, this movie takes place in New York. I don't like, care. Mm. That guy. Yeah, this movie shut down my path to work. Fuck them. No, they'd be like, it wasn't really filmed here. Oh, I bet. It's yeah. not realistic. Well, to shout out another person, the We Hate Movies podcast that I listen to, I know those guys are from New York, and when they talk about a movie that's set in New York, they do point out, they're like, so he goes from here, which is in Jersey, and then it shows him over here, which is in, you know, Brooklyn. Mm. I don't, you know, my... Uh, that's a long ways away. It is. Okay. Because we stayed in Jer- Jersey. Cool. Yeah, my... Uh, no, I wanted to... Well, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, my uh, geography for New York is a little rough. But, um, so that's pretty funny. They point that out. It's it's nice to see the movies. I'm sure if they filmed in Springfield here, we'd be like, yeah, that's not no, that's not there. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Bass Pro? <laughs> you gotta get around that. <laughs> so since Robin Williams is a piece of shit in this movie, the kidnap board are wanting a new guy. And Robert Prosky, he's been in a ton of things, but he is, uh, wants somebody squeaky fucking clean. <laughs> They're all about the money, man. Yeah, well, he says this to Jon Stewart, which, do you remember what movie we just did that had Jon Stewart in it? Why 
gotta do that to me. He was in Mixed Nuts. He was one of the two people that were rollerblading with the Christmas tree. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I guess Catherine Keener plays kind of like an assistant to Jon Stewart in here because they're rolling through all the people that maybe they could call back who were once on this show. And it seems like everybody on the show is either like a a heroin addict who we'll meet later Mm. or like a wife beater, he says. So they go through like all of these names and they find Smoochie who is Edward Norton's character. And Catherine Keener is not too keen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, oh, not that guy. She's like, oh, he's such a whiny, but basically like he's a puss. Hmm. And Jon Stewart's like, hey, he's perfect. He's got no record. We need him. Get me Smoochie. That was a big trailer line. I remember seeing that. Give me Smoochie. You can, I remember the website for Death to Smoochie, you could play like a little audio clip of the movie and it was the scene from Robin Williams when he gives him a call. Oh, He's like, you better no. roll eyes in the back of your fucking head. You know, you know that scene? Wow. <laughs> Did you notice Jon Stewart's hair? It's awful. It's like a bowl cut. It is. Aw- yeah. That's what I, it's, it's almost like a bowl cut, but just in the front. Like mm-hmm. He's just got bangs. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have bad haircuts in this. Edward Norton's hair is not that great either. Mm-mm. So Catherine Keener has to go to Smoochie, and she goes to Coney Island. And I was like, well, Coney Island from mm. Times Square. That took her four hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, if you're able to get right there, it probably takes five minutes. But I guess. Well, we, again, geography for New York, maybe not the case. But just where we were in New York, we looked to go to Coney Island because we wanted to see it. And it was like. What, an hour there? Yeah, if the subway and stuff, yeah. So you're looking there and back like two hours. So we were like, well, we've got other things. So I always, whenever I see people at Coney Island, I'm like, oh, so they just wasted their whole day getting there. Mm. Like in um, Mr. Robot, they they have that place at Coney Island. I'm like, oh, how long? And he has to go there one time at night. And I'm like, well, that's a whole night right there. (laughs) Goodness. But Catherine Keener goes to Coney Island because Sheldon, Edward Norton's character, is playing at a like a drug recovery clinic. Yeah, I'm like, wow. He has a lot of things in this movie about drug recovery. He he says later with this ice show that they're going to put on that he's like half the profits are going to go to the opening the clinic and the other half is going to go to teaching kids about responsibility and drugs. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this guy really is nice. Yeah. Do you think he did a good job in this movie? I do. Yeah. I like him. You don't think he's a little too uh I don't know, over the top? No. Edward Norton? Yeah, meaning like he's being too nice in it. Mm. No, I think he's, I felt like he was more naive. Oh, yeah, he's playing a real naive. Like he, he just didn't know better. Well, we first meet him, he is playing in the like the waiting room of this recovery clinic and his smoochy suit's pretty crappy right now. He's <laughs> got like a little he- plastic head with a horn on it and and he's playing guitar, and some of the songs he sings is, uh, Oh, we'll get you off that smack. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> These are great songs. And then it goes into, That smack will lead to crack. Oh, yes, it will. He's like, Carl, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it shows after the meeting, he meets with Keener, and he thinks that she's an addict at first because she's talking to him, and she's like, Oh, I've been waiting to talk to you. And he's like, well, I'm I'm not a qualified person to talk about this, but I can find you somebody if you want. No. Um, and she's like, no, I'm from Kidnet. And he freaks out because, again, it's like the Sesame Street of 
the 2000s, I guess. Yeah, he's like, I made it. Oh, my goodness. He does have a funny line here where she's like, can we go somewhere? And he's like, or no, he says, you know, I would have normally done a second show, but this place kind of gets a little sleepy after meds. I mean, I'm assuming that's methadone that they're giving these people if it's like a, so these people are passed out. Oh, gosh, yeah. So they go to like some food court, I'm guessing on Coney Island or around, but did you see that there's a TCBY in the background? No. Yeah. Wow. My sister. That dates it. Yeah. My sister worked at a TCBY one time. Oh, wow. She got fired because she was smoking in the room, leaving the back door open. Oh, no. Yeah, in the back. Can't do that. No. But she's talking to him about they want to finally get Smoochie his own show since Rainbow Randolph is no longer with him. And he was like, I was born. And he's kind of got like a little bit of a Southern thing kind of going, but he's mm-hmm. like, I was born on September 11th, 1970, whatever. And he's like, do you know what that date was? The very first broadcast of Sesame Street. Oh my goodness. It was meant to be. Yeah. Just to show kind of what a, like a wiener this guy almost is. He has his hot dog and he like pulls out his own stuff. Yeah, what what the hell? He called it almond butter? But it's black. Yeah, it, he says it's like super healthy, but he's got his own stuff. Like later we see him drinking orange juice and he's putting his own liquid in it. Yeah. But he like, yeah, he puts it on the dog because he's super health conscious as well. So we see him getting measured for the smoochy suit that he's going to be wearing on the show. And we can see that he's kind of compul- like uh, controlling about it because he's all like, oh, I want the eyes to be like this and I want the head and... They finally get it, and it's the big smoochy suit that's probably on the cover. I can't remember, but it's just a big rhino, pink rhino suit. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of clever. Yeah, I guess he can't be purple because, you know, Barney would come after him. Mm, true. Not Barney. He's kind of mean. There, So it seems like also with these shows, there's also like um, little people that are always with them. Yeah, I don't understand that. Because Robin Williams' Rainbow Randolph had the little people, and they were called the Raynettes. And now that Edward Norton has them, they are called the Rynets. So, and there's one, his name is Angela, which I believe he was on um, Seinfeld as Kramer's buddy. Okay, maybe. But, he looked familiar. Yeah, Ed- Edward Norton's like, well, I loved, your sh- I loved you on Rainbow Randolph's show. I'm a huge fan. And this guy's just like, yeah, job's a job. It's a job, man. <laughs> what, what can I say? I'm just a little rhino. I'm, I'm dancing out here. What the fuck? I wonder I wonder if they're just like, oh, they have to be fun size, <laughs> kid size. I, maybe so. I don't know. It's it's weird that they all seem to have like their tiny people with them. Yeah. So surprise, surprise, Smoochie is a huge hit in the ratings and we get another montage showing just how big he is. But this is where we see Robin Williams meet up with Jon Stewart kind of in the dead of night. Yeah, like some creepy looking doc. Yeah. it It's basically he's telling him like, He's like, uh, everybody wants a piece of me, you know. He's like, I'm, I'm a pariah. He's like, they kicked me out of the corporate penthouse. They cut off my funds. He's like, I'm homeless. So he's basically asking John Stewart for something to, as a handout, and John Stewart, he gives him a a rainforest gift bags for some from some rainforest benefit charity thing that they had. Yeah, and he says it's got like lotion and disposable camera. Yeah. <laughs> like what and there's some nuts in there right yeah and we had to rewind it a couple of times here because robin williams is like oh i made you he's like you became super wealthy because of me he's like 
I put the coca vin in your Brooklyn mouth. And we're like, what? You put it's we thought it was like well, cock makes sense, you know, kinda Yeah, we're like kinda sounds like cock, but not really. I may mispronounce that. It's like coca vin or something like that. And I was like, Cock, okay. Well you're saying I put I put dick in your mouth or something. <laughs> I don't know. Put some dick in your mouth. But <laughs> I put that dick in your mouth. That dicka. <laughs> okay. But we we turned the subtitles on and saw how it how it was spelled and I looked it up and it's like some fancy schmancy like dish, is it like a French dish or something? I I would assume so. Yeah, I think it's like chicken if I remember. It's been a minute since I looked mm-hmm. it up, but isn't everything chicken? Yeah, kind of. If you think about it hard enough, <laughs> are you making fun of me? Because that's what I always think it is. <laughs> we'll be eating something and I'm like, oh, this is chicken. You're like, it's fish, fish. <laughs> Or something it like salmon, something like that. <laughs> Completely different. Well, a little preview of what we're gonna have to deal with when we're super old. I'm gonna be like, I want the fish. You just give me chicken. <laughs> oh, thank you for the chicken or the fish. One of the others. <laughs> when did you turn? You had like a Japanese accent there. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like my, that's my old man accent. No, okay. Like. Where's the chicken? <laughs> but John Stewart tells Robin Williams here, he's like, hey, everything's changed now that Smoochie's on the air as long as he's on. No skimming money, no percentages off of anything. It's, like he said, squeaky fucking clean. Yeah. And Robin Williams gives him the gift bag back, and he's like, well, you know what to do with the hand lotion, you jerk off. What? So what do you do with hand lotion? What, what did he mean? Well, I know you don't have a penis, but are you really asking? <laughs> You get a big old lump of it. <laughs> but Robin Williams says he's going to, he calls, you know, he swears revenge on Smoochie. And he says everybody's going to get theirs. He's like, I got a long memory. Well, and, and he even said, you know, every guy falls in the mud, basically. Yeah. Like, no matter how clean you are, you're going to do something. For sure. So we get to see Catherine Keener is they are all in a boardroom meeting, Edward Norton, some other people, and they are approving, of course, all of the smoochy merchandise that has to come since he's so big. Oh, right. They have like a whole table full of stuff. Um, ice cream, cola, dolls, and uh, Edward Norton being the squeaky clean man, as he says, is not happy. He's like, we are still trying to earn the trust of these kids. Yes. So she throws a frisbee at him. And he ducks and it goes out and he runs to go get it. And she's like, yeah, close the door and lock it. <laughs> he was a dog. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'll go get that. And he's like, oh, I got it. <laughs> so she, they continue the meeting when he's gone. And she's like, okay, so yes to the smoochy cola. Yes to the ice cream. Yes to the dolls. And he's like trying to get back in. He's like, hello. Uh, hello out there. Hey. Yeah. I mean, he's he's right. Like some of this stuff is just awful for kids. Yeah, I think this movie's trying to, well, of, of course it is, just making fun of that, like, you know, selling something so hard once it becomes popular. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, let's just have a bunch of sugar so kids will love it and get addicted to it, and then that's that. I mean, Coca-Cola can do that, and hey, this is coming from a guy that drinks Coke, so, but, you know, God, we just think of, I just flashed in my mind like when the first star wars prequel came out episode one 
there was shit everywhere. I remember collecting, like, the soda cans because it had different characters on it. Oh, really? Yeah, see, it just still happens. Like, when one of the Halo games came out, they were like, oh, buy Mountain Dew and you get extra points to level your character up. And I think, I can't remember which Halo that was, but my friend and I did. Yeah, it's marketing, baby. (laughs) So it still happens to this day. Um, He gets, of course, they're in Times Square because where else are they going to film this? But... He kind of corners her when she walks out. And it is funny. He's practicing his speech before she walks out. Yeah. But he's like telling her like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. And he's like, hey, I've got over 300 songs in the Smoochie songbook. He says, "Um, from the importance of vegetables and the benefits of donating plasma. Yes, I put that too. I'm like, donating plasma? Kids can't do that. You're going to. Yeah, I know. Like sing songs to that about kids. I guess that's a good idea in the future. Be like, hey, they'll pay you for that, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, adults? I don't think kids can. Well, I just, maybe it'll take it, they take it the wrong way, and they'll be like, well, if you're ever in a pinch in the future when you're old enough, you could donate plasma. Oh. Have you ever done that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I tried once, but my veins are too tiny. Really? Was it for the money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My parents tried to do that, but they went, and there was like a gigantic line. Mm-hmm. So Catherine Keener is pretty dead inside at this point we get. And she's like, you are not here to give ideas and thoughts. You're just here to do what we tell you and dance for those kids. Right. She's kind of mean. Yeah, she is very mean to him at the start. And this is where we see him at a bar later. And he seems drunk. And he's drinking OJ. And the bartender's like, never seen a man get drunk off of OJ before. And he was like, I tell you what. You put a little bit of this alfalfa whatever in liquid here. alfalfa and he's like you put some drops into your orange juice and it is blast off <laughs> and i'm like how can you get drunk off of alfalfa and orange juice does that is that a thing i don't think so i'm like i'll try it give me some liquid alfalfa <laughs> well we got to see the director of this movie here so danny devito shows up at this bar and he does first be like hey ain't you that guy on tv oh yeah and i just so happen to be an agent what do you think about his mustache? I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was awful. Really? It's it's like a tiny Hitler stash. Hmm. Let me like, pull up a picture. It's a baby Hitler stash. I guess so. It's yeah. It's not that big or filled out. It's kind of smaller. Yeah. It it was kind of gross looking to me. <laughs> That's my opinion. But. His whole thing is like, Sheldon, you got to get control. You got to get control of Smoochie. He's like, once you get the control, you get the power, you get the money. He's like, you can have Smoochie walk out with a dildo on his head. Whoa. Let's not do that. And we do find out that, I don't know if we know who these people are just yet, but Danny DeVito does make a phone call to Harvey Firestein's character. Mm-hmm. Harvey Firestein was also in De- or, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. He played Robin Williams' brother. But he, you know him specifically because of his voice. Oh, yeah. He's just like, eh, this is my voice right here, <laughs> Harvey Feierstein. <laughs> I shouldn't do that too much, blow my voice out. But Danny DeVito calls him and he's like, oh, yeah, this smoochy man, I tell you, if we get a hold of him, it's money central with this guy. So we get to the point now where Robin Williams does his first act of trying to get smoochy canceled. We just see him cooking or making cookies on, like, a trash can fire. And he's, like, talking to himself. He's like, you will learn shame, and I am your instructor. (laughs) 
I mean, that's some talent if you can cook or make cookies on a trash can. I was thinking that too. Yeah, I was like, wow, and these cookies, they don't look that bad for what they are. Right. So back at the studio, Edward Norton is talking to Catherine Keener and she's like, hey, we changed the lyrics to your song about being all healthy and shit. We wanted to talk about the products of the show. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And she was like, get your spongy pink ass out there and dance for the kids. <laughs> and he's all like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a role reversal here. Yeah. Like, um, he's acting like the female, and then Catherine Keener is, is the male. Like, dominating him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't see that too much, but it is funny, because he does have a burn with her here. He's like, you know, these are kids out here, mm. and all you see are pigtails with wallets. Yeah, or, and then or, she was like, oh. Yeah, she kind of gets burned by it. It's a good burn. She's mm. like, oh, gets smacked in the face. Um, you would think that Robin Williams being banned from this place is not able to get in, but he is, and he does replace the cookies because I guess Smoochie has this special thing where they have cookie time with the kids, and he throws away all the cookies that are in the bag and replaces them. He does have a funny line where he says, Welcome to Fatty Arbuckle Land. Yeah. Which I was, Shelly did, and with school it kind of was put on hold for the time being, but would do Celebrity Spotlight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could do one too, which fell by the wayside. But one of the people I was going to do was Fatty Arbuckle, mm. which huge kind of comedian celebrity back in the 20s, 30s-ish. Yeah, okay. But um, kind of a scandal. And so basically the, the urban legend is is that he s- sat on a woman and killed her, if I remember right. Oh, shit. Which is not 100% true, I don't think. It, it didn't happen like that. Mm. But basically, after that, his career was dead. Man. So. That sucks. Yeah. there's a There was a book that I was reading for free on Kindle about it a bit. It was like 600 pages. Wow. So you can tell how quickly I got through that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was all about like, oh, it was like kind of a railroad against him. And they were railroading him. And yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Wow. That sounds interesting. But basically his joke is, welcome to Fatty Arbuckle Land. You're going to be fucking kicked out. Uh, He does see his old Rainbow Randolph, like, Rainbow Jacket here. And he's like, oh, little kids, Rainbow Randolph will return. Oh, boy. So they do this whole pageantry thing where the bag magically lowers and Smoochie. He has Angelo throw him the wand and he's like throws it like a spear and Smoochie magically catches it. And they do the cookie, cookie, like, lowers from the rafters and... I said Robin Williams is laying in the rafters watching it from like a prison mirror. He's cut it and he's like looking at the stage. <laughs> but Smoochie pulls the cookie out and it's it's a big old penis. It is a penis with balls and everything. Yeah, it's got balls and it's got the, I don't know, it's got like the circle around the tip, you know. And, yep. And it's funny because he is shocked. He doesn't know what to say. And it's funny, <laughs> all the kids are like, oh. <gasps> He holds it for the longest time. Like, this is stretched out a little bit too long, but... Oh, he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but he pulls it out. He says, it's a rocket ship. And everyone's like, woo. And I'm like, okay, though, because in my head, I'm like, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? What does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. So Robin was so pissed off that he storms the stage, and he's like, it's not a rocket ship. It's a cock. <laughs> It's a cock, you moron. Uh, Some of the words, he's like, it's Mr. Jiggle Daddy, the one-eyed wonder weasel. And they start pulling him out. 
pulling him off the stage. And as he does, he's like, he made this. He made this from dildo. <laughs> dildo. <laughs> oh, that was a lot. Uh, Robin gets tossed out of the sto- the stage here. And he he's like, your fucking head's off me. I can know the exit. And he turns around and falls down the stairs. He hits his head and spits a tooth out. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a rough time. We get a little bit of a meeting here where DeVito is now Edward Norton's manager fighting for his stuff. And we cut to Edward Norton and him at a big restaurant. And they're like, I can't believe it. I'm an executive producer. He's like, executive producer, you have all the say-so over merchandising and rights. And the penthouse. Yeah, he got Rainbow Randolph's penthouse. Uh, DeVito's like, hey, look, since you're so popular now, I got you a present. He hands him like a bag. (laughs) Like, oh, he got him some alcohol? You think, yeah, That's it's just a crazy. brown bag, but he opens it, and it's a revolver. It's a gun. Yeah. And he's like, I don't believe in guns. And DeVito has a funny line. He's like, really? <laughs> Who doesn't believe in guns? My gosh, this is the United States. It's America. States. Yeah, and Norton has a very funny line here, too, where he was like, no, I don't believe in guns. When we were kids and played cowboys and Indians, I was always the Chinese railroad worker. <laughs> So they're at this fancy restaurant that we find out is owned by the Irish mob because we meet Spinner Dunn, mm. who is a famous boxer. Danny DeVito sees him in the in the distance, and he's like, oh, fuck, it's this guy. Because he says, oh, yeah, he's, he doesn't have much left up there. And he's like, we don't go 83 and 59 without losing some marbles, which is sounds to me like a terrible record. He won 83 and lost 59. <laughs> Jeez. That's a terrible record, I would say. But he is a huge fan of Smoochie, and he starts doing Smoochie's famous dance, the Jiggy Ziggy. Mm-hmm. And because De- De- uh, DeVito tells him, he's like, don't say anything to him, because if you talk to him and be nice to him, he'll never leave. Yeah, he'll just hang around forever. But, but of course, Norton is nice. Yeah, he does tell him where he's like, he, he talks, this is how he talks. He's like, eh, Hey, don't go nowhere. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> and he like he says that so loud, and everyone in the restaurant's like, "Oh." <laughs> Robin Williams he breaks into Angelo's house and asks him if he could stay. He's like, "The kick, you know." Of course, he says, "I'm homeless. I have got nothing." So Angelo breaks down and lets him stay at his apartment. And this is where we get the line, because Edward Norton and Keener are, of course, fighting again, and we get, Edward Norton almost calls her a bitch here. Oh, yeah. Because she's being real mean to him, and he's like, you're a bitch. And he's like, <laughs> I have to I have to go. And she's kind of like, whoa, this guy almost broke and cursed me out. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, she's a real jerk to him. And then this is where we get the famous phone call, because he answers the phone, and he's like, hello. And he's like, it's Robin Williams. And he's like, you better grow worms in the back of your fucking head, you <laughs> horned piece of shit. <laughs> He's like, cause I'm. He's like, I'm not gonna rest until worms are crawling out your foam rubber ass. Is that going on safari, motherfucker? Safari. <laughs> I couldn't do it very well. I didn't want to do it in the mic. <sighs> and Edward Norton, whenever something goes wrong, he has this saying where he's always like, "Well, how do you like that?" Hmm, that's interesting. I'm gonna grow some worms and go on a safari. Yeah, that's fun. Um, the Irish Mafia comes in here and says, they're like, hey, you know, Spinner loves you so much, he wants to be on your show. And Norton's like, well, I don't think so. And they start to, to make like they're going to beat the shit out of him. And he's like, well, you know, I actually got a place for him. 
Oh, right. Yeah. You don't want to mess with the mafia. Especially, they're Irish, right? Mm, yep. Yeah. The woman who plays Tommy, the head of this group, is her name's Pam Ferris. She was in a bunch, but she was also in uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. She's at the the ant that blows up at the beginning and flies off. She's also in my favorite movie, Children of Men. She plays one of the women helping the pregnant woman. Oh, wow. Um, so this is where the main thrust of the movie comes, because Keener comes in and is so pissed off because he's going to be doing a nice show. And it's going to be sponsored by all these people. It's going to have so much shit and candy and bad food. And mm-hmm. she's like, you are a sellout. And he's like, what What the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea what this means. And basically is this DeVito and the Parade of Hope <laughs> are in this to make as much money as they can off of him. Parade of Hope. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. Uh, he tells Danny DeVito that he doesn't want to do it. And DeVito's like, eh, I wouldn't. No, I don't. No, you're, you're going to definitely want to do this one. So back to Spinner, he does let him on the show. He's like some sort of like a safari guy. He's got like the hat and like the cargo shorts and he's just banging this cowbell like completely out of time. Yeah. It's like, da, 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 da. It's like, pung, 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 pung. And everybody's all like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I can't wait until this is over. And he comes out after the show and he's like, hey, thank you so much. I love being on the show. He's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get drunk now. <laughs> Um, Edward Norton and Keener are fighting here again, but he does take his smoochy like clothes off, and Keener's kind of like drooling at him a little bit, which we get into why here oh, later. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think he's got a six-pack in here, too, which I guess if you're health conscious and work out. He's a little, he's kind of scrawny. Yeah, he I is. I felt. Have you seen American History X, where he's in it? No. Oh, that's a hard watch. He's a Nazi, Ooh. and uh, he is buff as fucking shit in that movie. Wow. Yeah, he goes to jail for killing somebody and kind of like, it's it's a hard movie to watch, but it's a really good movie. Wow. So Edward Norton gets threatened by the Parade of Hope here. Firestein's like, you will do the ice show mm-hmm. or things are going to fucking go poorly for you. you. You know, Keener and Norton, they meet back up here. He's in the corporate penthouse and Keener happens to show up at his apartment late at night and she is wasted. Yeah, she's saying like, oh... I heard that you're not going to be doing the ice show, and that's great. I thought you were a piece of shit, but it turns out you might be actually a good dude. Right. And she had to be drunk in order to tell him all of this. Yeah. he's He quotes another kid's show host, who is Ricketts the Hippo, and Keener's like, Oh my god, I loved Ricketts the Hippo growing up. She says she did the his dance for her first communion, the clunky sunky or something like that. Hmm. So they're starting to bond a little bit, and Norton, you know, they're, they're kind of giving eyes at each other, and Norton goes in for a kiss, and she kind of freaks out and leaves. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go. And he, you know, if a woman says she's gotta get out, you know, you just let her go, but he's like, no, we can we can do whatever, it's fine, we can, you want a drink or something like that? I'm like, yeah, she's she's wanting to go. Yeah, she, she's out of this. She is regretting her decision to come here drunk. Yeah, I know, well... So Robin Williams comes back into this movie. He calls and he's kind of doing almost like a somewhat of a male Mrs. Doubtfire voice. Mm. Uh, he's kind of doing like an Irish voice, I guess. But Mrs. Doubtfire, I guess, was British. But it was giving me some vibes like that. And he's like, yes, hello. This is blah, blah, blah. He's like, we're from a children's charity here. And we'd love for you to play for the wee kids. Oh, that's right. And he's like, well, yeah, sure. I'd love to play for the kids. And he's like, oh, that's just fantastic. He's but- like, we'll pick you up. 
It was like Norton's getting an award. Yeah. He's like, oh, to give you a plaque and everything. So we do cut to this, and Robin Williams is now wearing a disguise. And I'm like, where did he get this disguise? Where did he get this car? He's wearing like a, his hair is dyed. He's wearing like a goatee with glasses. Yeah, a very bad looking goatee. Like you can tell it's fake. And his, one of his eyes are like swollen shut because he's been kicked, you know, beat the shit out of, but. He tries to get Smoochie to talk shit. And he's like, oh, you about that Rainbow Randolph fella. I bet you hate him, don't you? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I love Rainbow Randolph. I think he did great for the kids. He's like, oh, but you fucking hate him, don't you? He's a cocksucking motherfucker. <laughs> Norton's like, well, you know, he's got his problems. But he's, you know, everybody's going through it just like everybody else. Yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to find it here. He does try to get, you know, um. Edward Norton to say that he's gay. He's like, oh, that Rainbow Randolph's probably gay, too. And he's like, what? And he's like, no, you know, he's probably gay. And he's like, no, I don't have any problems with that. And he's like, oh, come on, he's a miserable cocksucking asshole, isn't he? <laughs> and he, he eventually, Norton's like, where did you say you're from again? Mm-hmm. Now he's like, wait a minute, this yeah. is weird. They're in a huge warehouse, and it's like tractor equipment and something is what they're walking through, because... Um, Robin Williams is like, oh, the little kitties are up here. This is the stage. And he's like, and he's like, good luck, Smoochie. And he does like a little heil, like a little Nazi heil before oh, you I even know. Notice. He's like, he goes, Avita soon. Like, goodbye. Oh, wow. And Smoochie gets up on the stage and it is just like, for, like bright lights in his eyes. He starts playing a song, but he's like, you know, I can't see all the kids out here. It'd be nice if I could see you sing along. He's like, how about we drop these stage lights here and bring up the house lights and they do, and it is just like a f- auditorium filled with Nazis. Like, what? <laughs> Why? And all these guys stand up, and they're saying, Heil Smoochie. They're like, Heil Smoochie! And like big Nazi banners fly around in the background, and he's like, I really hope I'm dreaming. <laughs> yeah, like, how did I get into this mess? Well, wouldn't you know it, right as this is happening, like, cops bust this place. They say, they're like, you're busted for unlawful assembly, and... We see like all of this interrogation that he must have gone through, and they're like, "How many times have you read Mein Kampf?" And he's like, oh, "Is no. Adolf Hitler your personal hero?" Oh no! I don't. Would they really be able? Like, what law are they breaking? I don't know. Being awful people. I don't know. Maybe a lawful assembly, unlawful assembly. I'm not sure what all that yeah, entails. I but hey, Nazis—they need to get arrested. That's all. I'm, f- I'm fine well, with it. I mean, yeah, I get it, but it seems weird. Yeah, but this one guy is like, is smoochie a code word for white power? Oh, no. <laughs> Robert Prosky, the head of the Kid Network, is like, he's like, the rhino is extinct. His time slot will now be filled by cartoon reruns. Mm, boy. Um, Norton does meet with Keener in disguise here. He's waiting outside of where else? Times Square. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like a poncho and sunglasses and he's like trying to tell her and he's like, I had nothing to do with it here. He's like, the lights were in my face and this one guy, he's like, he talks about Robin Williams' character. He's like, this guy with an accent and then all of a sudden the lights were down and it was all smooch hile, smooch hile. <laughs> I swear, baby, I didn't know. Yeah, she says she's like, look, I don't know you. I don't really know you for real. And she runs off. And it's at this point, too, he finds out that the drug clinic that he sang at has been closed down due to funding. Yeah, that's sad. Robin Williams shows up at Catherine Keener's apartment and 
Um, they, they're fighting a bit, and here you realize that they used to date, because Robin Williams is all like, oh, we used to have something here. Where did it go? And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, you turned into an asshole, and I didn't love you. And he's like, we could have worked through that. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, all this. And he's like, all this shit about Smoochie. He's like, Smoochie, he's probably gay, too. You should have seen the way he was looking at me in the car. And she's like, wait, what? Oh, boy. And she's like, wait, did you have something to do with him? And he's like, what? <laughs> no. So she puts it together and goes to try and get to Danny DeVito, but the Irish mob are there at the bar. And she's like, have you seen Danny DeVito? And they're like, it's about Sheldon. And they're like, "What's?" they love Sheldon because he's been nothing but nice to them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you tell us what happened. And it just cuts to them breaking into Angelo's apartment and beating the shit out of Robin Williams. Yeah. He says something to him. He's like, all right, you spud sucking fucks. I'm calling the cops. It's like, I'm going to send you all the way back home. <laughs> like, there's an Irish accent to him. And Pam Ferris's character, Tommy, is like, all right, get the hammer. And this guy's like, she's like, do you have the hammer? He's like, of course, Tommy. I've always got the hammer. Jeez. And so they start to get the hammer out. And Robin Williams is like, I did it. I did it. I, I set him up. I took him there. He's like, oh. I'm glad we worked through that before you had to really hurt me. And they beat the shit out of him. Oh, my gosh. So much violence. So we see in a newspaper that it has now come out that Randolph set Smoochie up for this Nazi rally. And this is one of my favorite scenes because it's him coming out of like a like a courthouse or like a police station. Mm -hmm. And like all of these news people are there, reporters trying to get words from him here. And there's like, like Catherine Keener said that you have a personal vendetta against Smoochie. What do you say to that? And he's like. He's like, I barely know that bitch. He's like, she's been down on everything but the Titanic. She spreads like cream cheese for Sheldon. (laughs) I know, it's fucking crazy. And someone's like, what does it feel to be the most loathed man in the city? And he's like, like, "Um, in a city full of Neanderthals, I wear it as a badge of fucking honor. My goodness. Yeah, he really was above and beyond in this this scene right here. One of my favorites here is is someone's like, what do you say to the people that say that you're mentally unbalanced? He's like, who the fuck says that? <laughs> He's like, I'm not mentally unbalanced. I take the same medication I always do. <laughs> yes, okay. And someone throws an egg at him and he's like, I've been shot. It's like salmonella. He's telling his lawyer, he's like, that's salmonella. Uh, Keener does apologize to Norton. She And he was like, oh, well, thank you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be back at this point. So they kind of make up a little bit here. She realizes he's not faking because I guess the whole thing with this this network is that like everybody who's been on this show or had their own show has been fake or a piece of shit. Right. You kind of get hardened to that over time. It's like when I had my job at the bank. Mm-hmm. People call in and you just every time someone would call in after being there for six years, you're just like, well, this person's going to be an asshole to me. Mm-hmm. I know it. And 99.9%, you're right. So his first show back, it's very funny. Smoochie's like draped in American flags and they're playing like the national anthem because it's like how much he loves America. Like I have got to prove that I love America. And Ben or Spinner is there. I don't know why. In my notes, I kept calling him Bennett, but Spinner, mm-hmm. the boxer guy is there and he's like, yeah, Smoochie. No. Um, but he gives a little bit of a speech. They're around a campfire here and Edward Norton's like, Oh, you know, people say so much about you, and it makes you so mad. You know what I do is I howl. And he goes, ow, and they all do it. And he he does it really long. He's like, ah, ah, and everyone's just kind of looking at him like, oh, shit. Whoa, he's got problems. And he just kind of 
like the cookie, he he's, sits there for a second and he's like, who wants to do the jiggy zig? You know, like, woo, woo, yeah, all right. My goodness. But he's teaching the kids about feelings, and that's nice. Yeah, for sure. So Robin Williams is back at Angelo's apartment, and he's like, he's sitting so close to the TV with his feet on it. Yeah, he's touching the TV with his feet. Yeah, and it's like a news report being like, oh, Smoochie's back, and he's so loved, his ratings are super high, and he's all like, I hate you! I love you! And he kicks the TV off, and he's like, he does say, he's like, son of Barney, die! Oh. He's like, you illegitimate Teletubby! And Angelo comes in and sees him, like, bashing this TV, and he's like, what are you doing? He says, that's a picture-in-picture. Picture. <laughs> Meaning, like, you watch TV while watching TV, like, have a little picture of a TV in there. Oh, wow. And it, he says, he's like, it was an accident. He's <laughs> <As laughs> beating the shit out of this TV. Yeah, total accident. So, Angelo kicks Robin Williams out of his apartment here. Uh, they're back at the hotel, or back at the restaurant where the Irish mob runs it, and... You know, Tommy, the leader, is like, could you give Spinner a different job? He's, he's, him, he's banging that bell from noon till night. Mm. He's like, I've got a headache from my eyes to my arse. <laughs> I can't even imagine. But, I mean, isn't the saying that you can't have too much cowbell? Yes, from SNL. But that I don't mm. know if that had happened at this point. So no one knew that you needed more cowbell, oh. I think. Um, Norton does tell Danny DeVito, he's like, I'm going to do the ice show. And DeVito's like, thank Christ, we're going to make so much money off of this. He's like, but I'm going to do it myself. I'll make all the food, which I'm like, for thousands of people, you're going to make. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, he's like, well, we won't have any sponsorships, anything like that. It'll be healthy food, and the show is going to be free. And DeVito's like, don't cut the parade of hope out here. He's like, they're going to fucking find you in pieces if you do this. Mm. Uh, one thing we did miss, and I'm kind of going through my notes here, is that when Smoochie gets, you know, busted for being a Nazi, apparently at that point, he, he Robin Williams does this, like, huge Times Square dance, and he ends up running into a wall. Yeah. He's like, the rhino is gone, yes, the rhino is gone. And he, like, smashes into a wall while he's dancing. Oh, goodness. But behind the scenes, Danny DeVito and John Stewart are now cutting in together. They were like, oh, God, like, this sucks. We, you know, nothing can happen Ill- illegitimately while, or nothing illegal can happen while Smoochie is here. And he's like, we got to get rid of him. This guy's a real mess. So they decide to team up together and split the profits from the ice show oh, with, boy. from the Parade of Hope. They wanted someone squeaky clean and now they don't. Yeah. Or at I least know. I know Stuart did. Well, that's what, yeah, the head of KidsNet said to Stuart. And he's like, okay, great, we're going to do that. And then now I think they're kind of like, oh, shit, we can't do anything illegal while he's here. He's too good. Yeah, he's too squeaky clean. So DeVito and John Stewart go to the Parade of Hope. And Harvey Firestein is eating oysters here, which is just nasty. Mm-hmm. I don't like, wa- oysters are, are good. I think I've had them before. But mm. I don't like watching people eat them. No. Like, <laughs> um, but they're like... We got to get rid of Smoochie and Firestein's like, all right, we know what to do to get rid of Smoochie here. <laughs> so the next day in the show, um, Edward Norton is telling, doing this song about like, uh, my stepdad's not mean, he's just adjusting. <laughs> and he was like, your stepdad may be a little rough with you sometimes, but that just means he's trying to get to know you and love you. So maybe make some time and make an effort. He's like, but if he ever touches you or your mom, what are the magic numbers? And like, nine, one, one. <laughs> like, that's great. 
So he brings out his cousin Moochie, which is now the new character they've created for Spinner. And he comes out and he's like, Spinner, what do you have to say to all the kids out there in TV land? And he's like, looks at the camera and he freezes. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, Sheldon, this. He's wearing like the same suit, but it's like purple or burgundy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh, this, this suit's making my nuts itch. And he's like, music, 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 music. And before this um, is when Robin Williams is in the street. Yes, before that, Robin Williams, he's in the street and he's about to set himself on fire. He pours gas all over himself. Yeah, in front of like everybody. Yeah, he's going to self-immolate himself. but And the kids and everything. Um, I pointed it out to you, but he pours all this gas on himself. He's like giving this speech of like, oh, no one cares. And he puts he lights a, a match, which I would assume the fumes from the gas would set that off mm-hmm. because he's like slowly going to put it towards his jacket. But I'm like, that would totally just set off. The fumes would ignite it. I would imagine. But this little girl's like, what you doing, Rainbow Randolph? She's like, don't do it. And he's kind of happy about it. And then they see Smoochie coming out of the office building. They're like, hey, it's Smoochie. Let's go over there. And my only question is, where the fuck is her parents? I would not let my kid go up to somebody (laughs) about to put himself on fire. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she blows the match out, but it takes her a minute. I don't know. I, maybe she's just one of those um, independent kids in New York or something. I don't know. <laughs> so Catherine Keener and Edward Norton are talking at the end of the show, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, and Spinner is there. He's like, oh, I was so happy. And he goes, he goes, I can't wait for the ice show, Sheldon. I'm going to be back in the Coliseum. He's like, that's, that's going to be like heaven being back there. And he's like, I love you, Sheldon. And he's like, oh, I love you too, Spinner. And he goes off. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'll see you later, Sheldon. And he's doing like boxing moves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens when someone's too happy and things are going too well for them? Yeah, exactly. They they are about to see what happens here. Because while this is going on, Catherine Keener and Edward Norton finally start making out and they have sex. Mm-hmm. And Spinner is like, it's the beginning of the movie, the scene where he's like running. Because you get a little bit of a shot of this at the very beginning, but... The parade of hope goonies grabs Spinner. They hit him in the head with a pipe. He does funnily say, or funny enough, he says, whoa, whoa, what round is it? <laughs> and they put a gun to his head and he just goes, uh-oh. Aww. They kill him. Which this is actually a scene that we saw at the very beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting that they pretty much like showed the ending at the beginning yeah i guess you're like whoa oh, smoochie does get killed so maybe if you hadn't seen it were you thinking that edward norton gets murdered at some point mm-hmm. okay yeah oh yeah and death to smoochie i mean i just verity died there you go uh they have a funeral it's funny the parade of hope drops Spin- spinner's body in the suit in chinatown and then it cuts and it shows just the chalk outline which is a rhino yeah that's kind of funny but at his funeral edward norton is so beat up about it and the Irish mob, Tommy, is like, oh, we're going to we're gonna protect you, Sheldon. You need it. And she's like, it's what Spinner would have wanted. And she goes, all right, let's go get shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> so we now kind of also see what happens is that Danny DeVito and Jon Stewart meet up with a, another former kid show host, Buggy Ding Dong, is played by the great Vincent Chiavelli. He's been in a ton. He's like... They call him, uh, Catherine Keener calls him Dracula later, which is very apt because he's a very tall, kind of scary looking yeah. dude. Yeah. But uh, he's a heroin addict because he's always falling asleep. They're like, where the hell is he? He shows up and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I fell asleep on the bus. Wow. 
and he's like falling asleep while they're talking. They were like, we want you to kill Smoochie and we'll give you his time slot. And he's like. <laughs> and we see Robin Williams on the street and Angelo comes and gives him like some supplies and food. And he's like, you know, it's time to heal. He's like, I met an angel in the street and I think it's time to move on about the rhino and just start to heal. And Angelo gives him a magazine, and it has Edward Norton and Catherine Keener from the funeral, like, hugging. Oh, no. And he's like, he steals my time slot, then he steals my girl! Oh, boy. Oh, it's very funny, because then he goes, motherfucker! Like, what about healing? Heal! Heal! Buggy Ding Dong meets Catherine Keener in the offices of KidsNet, because I guess anybody can come and go as they please. Like, Randolph was here earlier. Seems like it. But he's like, oh, I'm going to get my old time slot back as soon as I take care of Smoochie or whatnot. And he's, oh, no, he says, I've got business with Smoochie, and after I'll get my old time spot back. And she pushes him off her. She's like, back up, Dracula. Mm-hmm. So Catherine Keener goes to Edward Norton's hotel room to kind of be like, I think something's wrong here. And this is where Robin Williams breaks in with a gun. Oh, yeah. He breaks in. He's like, what's up? <laughs> Just got a gun here. No big deal. There's some funny back and forth here. Um, Keener's like, fuck you, Randy. And he goes, oh, you eat with that mouth? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> Just like, duh. Of course I do. I know. And he's like, he says something to insinuate that they were together. And she's like, oh, please. I've had firmer handshakes. And he's like, it's small, but it's fierce. <laughs> Which I said that line so much. I love that line. That's small, but it's fierce. And. Edward Norton kind of gets a little sick to his stomach realizing that they used to have sex. And Robin Williams is like, oh, well, what about Jingle Jackson? And she basically says, like, there was a period in my life when I was a kid show host groupie. Oh, and I'm like, wow, that's that's awful. There's something wrong with that. I know. And it, Robin Williams says something to her where he's like, oh, yeah, she Jingle Jackson, she liked to play with his balls. Mm. And she goes... Shut up, Randy, or I'll jaw you again. He goes, I've got Mr. Boomy, Missy. He's like pointing the gun at her. <laughs> Mr. Boomy. <laughs> uh, he does say, he goes, like, look at this fucking place, this apartment. He goes, when I lived here, it was tasteful. He's like, I had a picture of a woman, nude woman holding a bu- holding a plant. No bush. Very tasteful. <laughs> he goes, not a picture of your fucking mother. It's like a picture of a rhino. <laughs> your mother. <laughs> He goes, everybody right now, he's like, wants a piece of me. They want a piece of my fucking ass. Randolph's ass, aisle three. And Norton, like, grabs the gun because he starts crying. And um, they they make amends here. Uh, they fight. Keener hits him, and he's, like, laying down, and he starts to cry. And Norton gives him, like, a pep talk here where he's like, hey, I think you've got some severe issues with sexual identity, but you're a good man. And, <laughs> and Robin Williams kind of breaks. He's like... It shows him, like, sitting there, and he's, like, drinking coffee with, like, a little blanket around his shoulders. And Edward Norton's like, that's it. You know, I'm going to the ice show. I'm going to do my thing, and I'm not going to let these fucking people win. And Robin Williams is like, you've got a good man there to Keener. And he was like, but don't let them bring you down to your level. He's like, you got to keep your dignity intact. And he spills coffee on him. He's like, oh, oh, my balls. They're on fire. (laughs) But, um... Norton says, he's like, well, you know, it's like they say, if you got to get a little dirty if you want to do what you want to do or something like that. Mm. Um, 
Buggy Ding Dong does break into Angelo's apartment here, and he ties him up and takes his pass to get in, because this, this apparently needs a pass, but not the offices. Yeah, no. That's weird. Um, it's funny, Angelo's like, I thought you cleaned up, and he's like, oh, I cleaned up. I cleaned up half the poppies in Asia. No, geez. I guess he's a proud junkie, I don't know, but... It seems like it. So, we get to this ice show. We do hear in a bit that I think while they're doing the practices for this is that Tommy did investigation and found out that the Parade of Hope was the one that killed Spinner. Oh, She's like, because yeah. they think at first it's Randolph. Mm-hmm. She's like, we did some investigation and it was the Parade of Hope. And he was like, well, we're going to deal with this. And she's like, oh, we already dealt with it, Sheldon. And you see Firestein and <laughs> they, they show that like they cut his head off. Oh, yeah. And Norton's like sick to his stomach. He's like, <gasps> like, I've heard enough. No more. Yeah, and then the guy, the other guy who has the hammer earlier is like, then we took his head and we played a little with it. He's like, no. no, no. <laughs> like, whoa, these guys are killers. So the ice show goes on, and it's really just kind of like what we've seen in the movie here where it shows him like becoming famous, people throwing money at him. There is a scene where he's getting chased by people with Nazi flags, and I'm like, well, you, you wouldn't think you'd want to have Nazi flags in your eyes show. Yeah, that's probably not tasteful. But he is showing that, like, oh, people were chasing him thinking he was a Nazi sympathizer or whatnot. Right. Um, Angelo gets to the phone and calls the penthouse apartment where Robin Williams is. And he's like, oh, Buggy Ding Dong was here and he took my past to the show. And Williams is like, oh, I think this is, I've got a bad feeling about this, Angie. And he leaves to go help. Yeah. And he's wearing his Rainbow Randolph jacket while he's doing it. Of course. Um, DeVito and Stewart are in the audience, and I guess the plot is for Buggy Ding Dong. He's got like a case that looks like a cello or something, but he's got a sniper rifle in there. Mm-hmm. He is going to shoot Smoochie from the rafters. Classic. And it is funny when he's there, um, Buggy Ding Dong is getting like a pretzel, and he's like, can I have salt? And he's like, I'm sorry, sir, are, we are salt free. And he's like, Ugh. <laughs> Give me some cheese or something. Yeah. <laughs> some water to wash it down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. Saltless pretzel. <sighs> well, Rainbow Randolph, Robin Williams' character, does get to the place, and people are like, it's Rainbow Randolph. And, they st- and he's like, no, I've got to save a friend. Well, maybe one autograph. <laughs> Which I'm like, I thought he was hated by everybody. Uh, you know kids. Yeah. They probably don't see all that nasty stuff in the background. Yeah, probably not, which it is funny because they do cut to him and he's like signing autographs mm-hmm. and he cut back to him and he's like signing a ton of autographs. But um, the Smoochie Eye show is very funny because they start doing this whole thing of like honoring Spinner where they like oh, they see yeah. a dead puppet on the ground and he's like <gasps> shows him like going to heaven and while all this is going down. But uh, Robin Williams does run into the audience. Catherine Keener is in the audience as well and she sees DeVito and she sees like they're looking up at the rafters and she looks up and she sees Robin Williams there and she's like, oh, up there. And he looks and sees like the gun pointing out from the rafters, Maybe. which Buggy Ding Dong, go figure, has passed out. Yes, he did fall asleep. He's They call it the nods. You know, if you're high on drugs, on heroin, I guess, opiates, pass out. So um, Robin Williams runs up there and they get into a fight. They get into a fight and... He he knocks him right as he's about to shoot Smoochie. So he, the gun goes off when Robin Williams, like, hits him, and it, like, shoots through the foam head. And you think that Edward Norton's, like, dead for a second or has just been shot. Yeah, they do this in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like, wait, is something 
traumatic going to happen? But no, it just blows his horn off. Like, yeah. Okay. And Robin Williams has a line where he's like, you shot Smoochie, you bastard. And Edward Norton's okay. And John Stewart and DeVito are there. And John Stewart's like, what do we do now? And DeVito's like, survival of the fittest and runs off. Oh, no. Um, and Robin Williams, while he's fighting him, he's like, get off me, you fucking Chucky. <laughs> But they both roll over the rafters, and Buggy is hanging off of Robin Williams, who is trying to hold on. And he, Buggy Ding Dong, falls off of Williams onto the ice, and as he's falling, he's like, I never saw Venice! He dies. Um, Keener is like, uh, she's like, Edward Norton, it, it's, it was Burke, it was Burke! And he sees him running away, and Smoochie has the gun on him this whole time, because he reaches into his costume, oh, yeah. and he pulls the gun out, and he's like, you're really gonna use that i mean come on i'd be like do you remember when we went to that show and someone tried to kill him but smoochie pulled a gun off and ran off of him um the cops pull robin williams up and they're like hey are you okay and he's like he's like i'm kind of fucked up in general so it's hard to gauge and he passes out oh boy um they there's a chase between norton and devito for a bit and they finally get into an alleyway Norton is walking, and you see it coming from a mile away, but DeVito smacks him from the bo- from behind. And he pulls a gun out, and he's like, you pull a gun out on your manager? He goes, here's the thing about a gun. You have to cock it first. Mm. Yeah, see, he doesn't even know how to use it. As we talked in our last episode. <laughs> yes. You know, you, Shark Knight. You gotta know how to use it. And then Catherine Keener comes up behind him with a gun, and... Norton pulls DeVito's gun away from him here, and he's like, I think he hits him in the face, smacks mm. him with the gun, and he's like, he's getting pretty intense, like he's going to shoot him and stuff, and Catherine Keener's like, don't do it, and Tommy and the Irish gang show up, she's like, don't do it, Sheldon, don't lose yourself for this piece of shit. Yeah. And he's kind of like, he's like, what am I doing, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, thanks for snapping me out of that. Yeah. She's like... Sheldon, you go on. We'll deal with this. It's fine. He's like, okay, well, don't harm them. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, some people deserve a second chance, Sheldon. (laughs) You know she's lying. Oh, God, yeah. She's lying. Because they put Jon Stewart, they come and they have him, and they put him next to Danny DeVito on the ground. And she has this very fucked up line, which has always seemed kind of crazy to me. But she's like, so have you boys ever traveled together? Mm. Meaning like they're about to send them both to hell. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Yikes. I would not want to run into these people because they they would they're um it's it's so weird because I'm like they're super nice yeah to the people they like right like they are just the nicest and they really help Norton out but they are evil oh yeah of course they are ruthless killers but you kind of like them yeah for sure <laughs> they're like super nice but they will kill you if you cross them yeah, exactly um. Back in where else? Times Square. Edward mm. Norton and Catherine Keener walking. And she's like, well, I guess the show's over. And he's like, nope, nope. The show is just beginning. And we cut to Angelo being like, for the first time ever, upon great request, we have Smoochie the Rhino and Rainbow Randolph. Yeah. And they do this big choreographed dance where they all start flying. And Catherine Keener comes out and they're on ice like skating and they all fly off into the air together. I didn't like this part. You didn't like the ending? No. I thought it didn't really match with the movie. It's kind of a happy ending for them. I mean, I get that. I mean, there were no kids there. I mean, this is a, a kid's show kind yeah. of thing. Uh, 
So. The song always gets me, though. It's uh, your love. Like, oh. keep keeping me higher. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It made me feel good at the end. That makes me think of... Um, Ghostbusters? Yep. Yeah. They make the Statue of Liberty walk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every time I hear that song... That, For sure. That is exactly what I think of. That may have been where I first ever heard that song. No, yeah, me, me too, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so that's it. I mean, we kind of get a happy ending after all this dark and crazy-ass shit. Yeah. Everybody just is working... Well together, and Robin Williams is never going to fly off the handle again and get all crazy. It's just going to be great. Maybe um, Catherine Keener becomes, well, I mean, I don't know. They're not going to kick the president out, but maybe Catherine Keener becomes super high up in the business. And oh, yeah. They kind of do become squeaky clean. Promotion. Love it. So, all in all, would you say you like the movie? Yeah, I I did like it. That's- yeah, it's it's strange and i was kind of worried i think robin williams parts are amazing oh yeah but when i watched it i was like well i haven't watched it since i was in high school probably i don't know if it holds up as i thought it did but i thought it was pretty funny still yeah it was a great suggestion and i love that for sure yeah well great well that was deathless moochie so thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed this show please help us spread the word by telling a friend and rate and review us Yeah, and if you give us five stars on iTunes and leave your name and maybe where you're from, we will give you a shout-out. Absolutely. We'll love it. So, what are we going to be doing for the next time we meet everybody? So, Mm. what has come out is that the new Zack Snyder movie, Rebel Moon, Part 1, A Child of Fire, I think is the title. Rebel Mm. Moon, Part 1, Child of Fire, is getting shit on quite a bit. Dumping the shit. (laughs) So... I would love to watch it and talk about it. I I have a feeling that you might enjoy it, but from the reviews I've read, (laughs) well, you know, you you turn your mind off when you watch movies and you just enjoy the experience while I'm like, what I've heard this movie is, is like, it's Star Wars, Star Trek, like all of these movies just like, he has completely ripped them off. Oh no. And it's boring and it's dumb and Zack Snyder Unchained is not a good filmmaker. He did the, um, Justice League. Hmm. He also did the four-hour Justice League cut, cut that came out that we watched. Okay. So I'm not a big fan of his. I am interested. I think it would make a good episode to watch. So we'll be doing um, Rebel Moon Part 1 next time. Awesome. All right. See you. Bye-bye.